probably doesn't even know anything about Iowa State basketball. Probably not. We, neither do we, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we will debrief the games of Wisconsin and LSU and, of course, give you guys a little bit of a preview into the Sweet 16. It is pretty remarkable to imagine a world where T. Otzelberger has just as many NCAA tournament wins as Steve Prohm did all of last year. But holy shit, we made it to the Sweet 16. We're going to get to all of that. But as always, we are presented to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse this Friday night for the Iowa State game. And the rest of this weekend to get all your March Madness action. Of course, they have drag shows on Thursdays, FAC deals on Fridays, and Mimosa deals on Sundays. The Bachelor is no longer a thing I don't know when it's coming back, but I'm sure they'll be back on Bachelor Mondays. And of course, they always have Taco Tuesdays as well. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. And without further ado, Iowa State men's and women's basketball to the Sweet 16, one of only three schools to do so. It is very obviously a Cyclone State, and we haven't even gotten into the Hawkeyes yet. So... Damn, is it's a good time to be a cyclone. That's all I gotta say. I've been wearing Iowa State clothes every single day um, since the tournament games. My boss commented on today in a zooming. He goes, "Iowa State again." I was like, "Oh hell yeah, it's gonna keep continuing." I'll, I got I got t-shirts for for days. Like I, I I told him that I don't I wouldn't need to do laundry for like at least two months. I could probably wear Iowa State stuff every day. So. You should throw on um, an intramural champion T-shirt just to show how really alpha you can be. I got one of those. I got three of those. <clears throat> no big deal. Um, <laughs> I only got one. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we do have the the um, homecoming week stuff for um, one treads. Treads, yeah. One treads. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good Not times. only were we the. Uh, not only were we the first Fidel football team to win in eight years in treads, but we actually took us to the championship and won it all. Shout out Sigma Kappa and all the other homies that were on that team. But um, I know a lot of you guys really care about that. We'll have to dive into that another time. I'm going to you know, cut the glory this part. days. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, fine. But I do think it's so poetic that Iowa State beating LSU busted the last perfect bracket. And that was, that honestly is a surprise because usually you get to at least the second round where someone in the world has a perfect bracket, but no, the first round, no more perfect brackets. And it was just so glorious that it happened to be Iowa state against LSU again, as a team, like the dude probably just saw, Oh, LSU or ISU won two games last year. And I'm just not going to pick them, which is a pretty obvious thing to do if you don't know Iowa State basketball, but we do, and we're smart people, and I picked them to go to the Sweet 16 as they are. Did you? Be honest, did you? I picked them to go to the Sweet 16 earlier on this podcast, like in the middle of the season, and I will insert the audio right now. You're raising your hand. What's up? Yeah. Um, I would like to make an Iowa State basketball prediction. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we don't have many of those. We don't. I would like as a sports podcast. You would think that we would have more, but we really don't. (laughs) We actually don't. The only prediction we've had on the years where they were going to finish in the standings, um, which right now I'm correct, (laughs) and you're not. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you are. Because they're one and three. Um. Anyways, what's your prediction? What's your prediction? My prediction is that I think that this team, barring I'm going to put one asterisk on it. Barring anything serious happening to a key person like Brockington. Um, or Ali team- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or in your case, Ali Um, <laughs> I think that this team will make the Sweet 16. Okay. I think that, and the reason why <laughs> That's I probably think what this, I would have predicted. <laughs> you want, do you want to, do you want to like, you want to put your, your, your money where your mouth is on it. Like, well, well how would we bet this? That's the thing. Cause I, I like disagreeing with you and I'm not going to bet on an elite eight appearance. Cause I don't feel that confident about it. Um, 
Okay. So I guess I'll just bet against the sweet 16. Do we want to do it that way? Just make it easy. You take sweet 16 and I don't. You can get everything besides sweet 16 and I'll take sweet 16. So if they make elite, okay. eight, you get elite eight too. All and if they're a first round exit, I get that too. All right. <laughs> or if they somehow don't make the tournament, Lord help us. But, <laughs> but yeah, okay. My point was going to be is I, I honestly think that these guys will be such a tough fucking out in the tournament. <laughs> like, could you imagine having yeah. to go into this like meat grinder of a game against Iowa State? And yeah, so I did pick them. Thanks, Mason. So, well, I said on the last episode that I could see us birthing an Elite Eight appearance, and you and Tim laughed in my face. Laughed. You guys laughed at me. And by God, I also said that Auburn was one of the most beatable two seeds, which technically I was wrong because Kentucky got bounced before them. I think they're both in the second round, though, so I don't know. Kentucky's I don't know. In the first Hell, round. It was in the first round. Um, either way. Iowa State versus Miami this upcoming Friday. I don't know a ton about the Miami matchup. I just know that they're very similar to Auburn in the sense that they're very athletic and very fast, which is a team that I think we can defend against. But before we dive into the Miami talk, Tyrese Hunter, holy shit. It was a Tyrese Hunter game. Did you know that Tyrese Hunter is the second player in NCAA tournament history with seven three-point field goals and five steals in the game? Do you know who the other person was? It's Steph Curry. Ah, <clears throat> oh, you dumb bitch. I, I saw, you saw that? I saw it. Of course I did. Of course I did. Yeah. That's pretty good company. That's, he was uh, a monster. You know? Oh, he yeah. was. He, like, if we want to talk specifically the LSU game, you know, he was a dog. He's just straight up. No one else was, was doing much, kind of struggling. And the man's like, I'm going to go 7-11 from three-pointer. I'm going to shoot these crazy ass like deep threes on back-to-back possessions and and take this one home and man this the defense was so good too like it it was it was a really great game against LSU it it was one of those that like I was gonna be probably a little upset if we lost it because I thought we played we were the better team and we played like it and and I think that that would have been kind of upsetting to lose that or if like, cause it, it obviously got really close at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tyrese is, I, I don't know what else you can say about him was, was fantastic in the LSU game and, and really willed us um, to the win, you know, and obviously shout out to, to the defense, which has been fantastic. The, I mean, both games, which they know they needed to be on that end, but but yeah, it was, it's great. I love watching good point guard play, man. Like that, that, that shit mm-hmm. just like gets me off. It's, it's, it's so fun to watch. Um, and he, he just, he plays it so well, um, whether he's, he's shooting well or, or running the offense well, um, he's, he's a lot of fun. It's going to be so fun to keep watching him grow and, and also what he's going to do the rest of this tournament. The first half of that game was the most predictable thing ever. Iowa State, 24 points, LSU, 19. They didn't even score 20 points in the first half. And before that game, I told you guys, I'm going to parlay the under with Iowa State money line. Guess how much money I won. That, well, this is, that's, that's weird. I won. I won money, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how much money I won, but I won a good amount of money because of that parlay. And yeah, it was just as predicted. It was as advertised. Like, these teams are defensive juggernauts. And I mean... Credit to LSU, like 24 points in one half. Like we did get the better of them in the first half, but they were certainly like a tough matchup. However, this is kind of similar to both games against Wisconsin. They were close throughout majority of the game, right? But the majority of the game, it kind of felt like we had a hold on the game. I I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I want to say we were leading both games for probably 60% of it, 75% of it, you know? And it just kind of felt like, man, as long as we don't screw this up, we're going to win, you know? And that was, you know, that, that kind of heads on over to the Wisconsin matchup. Um, man, Brad Davis and tears taste great. Bro, I I immediately started bitching about him like five minutes into the game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hate this dude. And then I think some of my favorite ones was like seeing Hawk fans replying to other Iowa State people and just being like, you guys, I'm so glad everyone's on this bandwagon because like we all hated him too. And I was like, I, I, I'm so frustrated with this dude. He flopped so much. Like, I mean, there was a multitude of 
you know, I don't know things that he was doing and getting calls for. It was ridiculous. And then I, my favorite part was like in the second half, he started getting calls going against him. And every time he got a call against him, he would immediately look to a ref and be like, Oh my God. Like, like he'd have that face of like, I didn't do anything like what? Like you just say that again. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Like what? Yeah. As a, yeah, as he like intentionally jumps into George Condit twice and gets George a foul. Like, Oh my, that was, that was the most ridiculous one. I think, but I, I want to call out like all of the fouls that just maybe lose my shit. The first one was when Brad Davison got the rebound and Bobby Jones was just standing there upright. <laughs> Davison just literally bulldozes into him pretty much trips himself. Like, Bobby Jones just stood there like a brick wall and somehow the, the call was on Bobby Jones. Then yes, he trucked Condit. Um, and then there was another time, I think Con- it was two, it was two separate situations where I think Condit got called on fouls while he was setting a screen. I know one of them was for sure on Brad Davis. And I, I want to say the second one might've been too, but there was, I don't know how many, I've never seen the refs call that many fouls on screens that does not happen and also like usually when it's called you think to yourself oh that, that was probably the right call because it's called so infrequently that it usually is pretty damn obvious when it's called but no like holy shit you could go back and rewind and look at all of those screens that were set feet were set wasn't moving by any means and you know i heard on some talk show that everyone was bitching about the refs throughout this entire, you know, the first and second round. And it does make a lot of sense. They have to grab so many referees just to make this tournament work. So when you're in the NBA, you know, have you, you have like a more consolidated group of, of games and you only have X amount going on at once. So therefore you can kind of spread the referees out and and divvy the good ones out, you know, as it needs to. But in this tournament, when you have that many games being played, just in the first round and even second round, you're going to have some bad referees there. And unfortunately it's, it's as if they just sent all of the bad referees to the Iowa state, Wisconsin game. Um, but Iowa state and bitching about the refs tale as old as time. We're good at this. You know, we came ready to play. Look, man, we, we always know that it's usually five E eight when we, when we step on the court in the big 10, big 12, it's always five E eight. You play Kansas, it's somehow like 5v10. I don't even know how. It doesn't make sense. But they somehow get even two more people. Um, and it was the same. The influence Wisconsin- of Bill Self. Yeah, playing Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Like, they were, yeah, they were, it was ridiculous. They're getting a lot of calls. Like, at one point, it was like seven to one fouls. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. We got, we had people in foul trouble. And I was like, if, if this is really going to be the way they go out, I'm going to be just furious. Because like you said, I, I thought as with the LSU game that we kind of played better than them for the entirety of the game. I, I felt we were like we, we were the better team and, and definitely showed it. And if the reason we are going to lose or, or potentially fall is because of some like annoying foul calls or foul trouble happening to our players and they, they can't be in the game, then that's just like a frustrating way to end your season. So, um, I mean, I, I guess another thing that we, we have to give a shout out to Gabe Kalsher because it was ridiculous oh what he was doing in the Wisconsin game. Like the man was single-handedly just, just carrying this team, um, carrying the offense, getting some great looks. It was, it was nice. Like, you know, great it, defensive it plays too. Like, great I, yeah. Plays. I mean, the defense as a whole has been fantastic this tournament and they've done so much. It's, it's, you know, it's, very typical Iowa State this entire year where it's like we've needed the offense to to make sure to to keep pace with the defense. But oh man, like the the shots that Gabe was able to get up. And you know, I thought our bigs did a great job of crashing boards and like really working rebounds too. Um, and it was just it was just out efforting a team that, you know, like that's kind of how Wisconsin beats teams too. They 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 out effort people, you know, they they work them and you know, they just Iowa State kind of was up up to their their standard and more and it was awesome it was it was great you know we got a Tyrese game in the first one we got a Gabe game we're still due for a Brockington game like that, that's the best part we're due for our best player to put up high 20s maybe like I'm not trying to put any like pressure on Isaiah Brockington I'm just saying statistically the man is kind of due to uh you know maybe maybe go for like 25 27 and 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 with you know, that 
he he also has 29 points in the NCAA tournament. Like that's still well above average, I would imagine. Um, yeah. But shout out to Bryce, by the way. He straight up called Cal Shearer. He said, he, you know, if Cal Shearer gets hot, that's going to be how they win, which actually I don't want to give him that much credit because we've been saying that all year. Yeah, we're, we're smart people. We've been saying <laughs> yeah. that. But um, nonetheless, like it was, it was spot on. Like having any one of those three-point threats get hot, uh, I think Grill got hot against Wisconsin a little bit too. You know, it, it's, it's just the offense is easier. It's just a lot easier. Um, and also – Dead air. What? What were you going <laughs> to say? You were about to say a point. Okay, this is what I was going to say. Going into the game, I don't know if it was halftime or at the start of the game, but our transfer, Trey King, I'm not sure if you saw this. He was going around the locker room asking everyone. He was going into the game. You scared? The game. He asked everyone, you scared? Yeah. Are you scared? And then it prompted Tyrese Hunter to just shout it right before they took the core. Are you scared? And it was just the most badass thing ever. Like, it was just so sick. Like this team has got so just like such a dog mentality. It's very Mamba like, and you know, gone are the days where we went off the last second shot. How we, how did we win this game against Wisconsin? It started with a Tyrese Hunter steal with a minute 30 left. And he had this insanely great effort play where he saved the ball from going out of bounds and per and passed it perfectly to, I don't even know who it was. I think it saved was the ball. I think it was too. And I don't, I don't think we scored on the next, you know, possession down there, but it didn't matter because guess what happened on the following possession? Alias Kunch always in the perfect spot at the right time. That's what he's great at. He always has great positioning rejects in the paint and the ball came out and it shouldn't have, he shouldn't have even gotten that own rebound, but he went and just the effort that these guys get give is what wills their way to these wins. And I mean, that's just, that's the value of this team. You know, like there there's, they're never out of it. Even if we're down 25 points, which with the Iowa state offense, that sounds like a miracle for us to come back, but it's just, it's so cool. And I'm not used to it yet. And I, I still like, can't wrap my head around it. Like whenever I see, you know, a, a close game and, and we have to have our, you know, lean on our offense to do something. I think to myself, man, we need to score here, but apparently we don't, apparently we don't need to score. We just need to run the clock out and continually just make plays on defense. And that's what we're doing. It's a really awkward way for Iowa state to win because no one's used to it, but I love it. It's so cool. Oh, it's fantastic. And and this team, the other thing that they did is they hit their free throws late. That, that was a big thing mm-hmm. of, we got, we got good players to the line and they hit free throws late and that's what you need to win at March. You, you got to be able to play good defense. You got to have good guard play. You got to be able to hit your free throws. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, this, this team's got me excited. So I was going to say Caleb grill with some poetic justice going into halftime. Yeah. Just gets totally hacked, just annihilated as he's coming down the lane and somehow frees himself open for an easy layup. Scores it on the buzzer beater going into halftime. I don't even know who the Wisconsin player was. It, it wasn't Davison, um, but someone took the ball and slammed it against the ground. It's Johnny. That Davis. is a technical. I thought it was Johnny Davis. That's a technical yeah. nine out of 10 times, but in, in a game like that, they're, they're not going to call it, I guess. Um, yeah. Do you have anything more on the Wisconsin LSU matchups? No, I, um, I'm kind of ready to discuss Miami a little bit. Okay. How are you feeling about Miami? So I honestly feel sneaky good because, because do you want to try and take a guess of what Miami's adjusted defense rank is in Kempom and of the 16 teams left who they play, how many they play defense better than left in the, of all 16 left in the tournament. Uh, zero. That is correct. Yes, they are the worst defensive team awesome. remaining in this, the tournament. Their adjusted like defense that. is one twenty. <laughs> that's a good matchup for us. That Holy yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. One twenty-one. Their offense. And we're waiting for that Brockington game. But but we've played against LSU, who had a number six defense, and Wisconsin, who had a top thirty defense. And now we're getting to face a team that 
typically does not play defense. It's how they beat Auburn. So like we, we have to know that like maybe they're focusing in on that end. Um, and how they, mm-hmm. how they, you know, kind of pulled away from Auburn, but they're not, they might not be ready for a grind out game like this. You know, that they, they might want to try and run a gun and, and get us going. Like we said, like I, I thought that I would prefer to match up with a team that, that wants to kind of do that and that we can slow down and, and get them to our tempo and be like, you got to make sure that every possession matters and you can't let our offense that's maybe not as great get some easy looks because your defense is shit because your offense is not going to get easy looks. Your offense is going to have to work for it. So, but you know, any team's hot, they have good guard play. That's always worrisome. They hit their free throws too. Yeah. So they don't turn the ball over, which is we're really good at forcing turnovers. And that's kind of where, where we find ourselves escaping out of these games with some wins. They don't turn the ball over. So we might have to make some magic happen. This is a very interesting stat here. Um, Iowa State put up 70 points 14 times this year, which is honestly more than I would have imagined. However, Miami has scored fewer than 70 just once and since February. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I don't know who they've been matching up against. I don't know the defenses they've been playing against, but clearly they, they get things going on offense. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I think we we're doing the right thing, though. We, you know, Tyrese Hunter was bringing the ball up the court. That's huge for us. Um, and... If, as long as we can win the turnover battle, I think that puts us in a really favorable position to win most of these matchups. Uh, so that's, that's going to be key again, going into this game. Um, I, I, I hate to say that. I, I don't know a ton about Miami. I just saw that Auburn game and they kicked ass the entire game. They handed, they handed it to Auburn. And I, I said this going into the tournament. I thought Auburn was the worst two seed kind of wrong there, but kind of right. And I don't know. I, I would much rather play Miami than Auburn. Don't get me wrong, but there's always that thing about when you see an upset happen and you see yourself playing a double digit seed. And in this case, the sweet 16 that makes you think to yourself at first, Oh, you know, we are in a lot better position to, to, to beat these guys, but that's not always the case. I mean, we've seen Loyola of Chicago make it to the final four before. And I, I think what was it? Davidson that, that made it all the way there or it was Butler that made it all the way to the final four as like a 12 seed or something. Eight. So, you know, sometimes these win these matchups, that's what it is. That's what it's about. It's just about the matchup, the pure matchup, you know, how do these teams stack up against one another? Unfortunately, I don't know enough about Miami to feel overtly confident either way, but do you want to pull up the line? Cause I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. Go Let for it. I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what? Guess okay. it. Yeah. I know. This is this is totally just pulling this out of my ass, okay? I would say Iowa State favored by two and a half. It's the other way. Miami's favored by two and a half. Interesting. Interesting. I think the betters usually like the stronger offensive team in the NCAA tournament. For what it's worth, I usually do too. I usually bet on the team that is the three-point juggernaut. Um, and that's Iowa State's not going to get that role. But that also means Iowa State money line, baby. This What's the true. over under on this game? Uh, one thirty-three. Ah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I don't like that. Yeah, that one's kind of gross. Um, yeah, I, 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 um, I don't know how I feel about this game. I, I, I'm excited for it. Is all I can say. But. I feel like we're playing with house money at this point and I, I hate that. And I felt like we we're playing with house money when we entered the tournament, but it's also like now you, you want to have expectations. You, you want to get really excited for it, but at the same time, you also just want to be like, Hey, a sweet 16 run is, is awesome. But I know that this team, that's not what they want. Like that's not what they want to go out with. You know, they're going to lock in defensively and I hope that they have a great game plan and, and are able to, you know, stifle this Miami offense and be talking to lead eight, which is kind of, crazy to to think but um maybe crazy for you boss not crazy for me <laughs> dumbass <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um anything more on miami hmm. no no okay well this is just a reminder to not let iowa state making the sweet 16 Distract from the fact that Iowa got bounced by Richmond as 10-point favorites in the first round. Spider is greater than Hawkeyes. Dude, that was so funny. That was just oh, so, so funny. funny. 
So funny. what was hilarious was as Iowa State fans, I think we kind of had a hunch because we've gone through this so much ourselves. You know, we get hot toward the Big 12 tournament and end up winning the Big 12 tournament and boom, get bounced by UAB first round. I don't know how many times that has happened to us. So I think there was a little bit of that hunch for at least Cyclone fans. Hawkeye fans, I don't blame them. We're probably too caught up in how they've been playing recently um, to really care and to really envision a first round exit. But dude, Richmond handed it to him the entire game. I didn't even watch the first half. I just watched the second half because it was, you know, in the middle of like the work day. But they were just so cold the entire time. I, I feel bad for Keegan Murray. You know that meme where you see like the uh like like the Rolls Royce in the house that basically looks like a meth house. That's yeah. Keegan Murray. Like he he deserves better. I feel bad for him because I love watching him play, and I hate that I have to admit that. But he he's electric, and he deserves better. Um, but holy shit! Overall, that's just so funny. And also, the internet is is just so much better when Iowa loses. It's similar to Texas. Just everyone has fun when Iowa loses. The timeline's great. I mean. <sighs> It's it's always fun when it happens to their fan base. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I I, I it's you you want to be the bigger person here, but it's also very fun to be petty sometimes. So oh yeah, like um it was it was great. Um and I think my favorite was I, I even had a buddy who was he was texting me after he's Iowa went to Iowa Iowa guy big Iowa basketball guy and he's texting me after the Big Ten tournament and he was like. He's like, thanks for the happy like late B day present for for letting like um, Iowa win the the tournament. And I was like, I'm just gonna warn you right now, man. It's not always a good thing. Like I like, and I feel like that's what every Iowa State fan was saying. Like heading into it, like, hey, it's not a good thing. You don't want this. You don't want to be peaking because, like we said, it's all about peaking at the right time. And they peaked too early. <laughs> and sure, yeah, Big Ten tournament champ banners. You know, they can hang that in Carver Ooh. when it's, yeah, yippee. Um, but you know what flies and is even sweeter is, is a sweet 16 banner. So, um, yeah, there we are. You know what's, you know what's hilarious? And I talk about this with Bryce. I, we probably, no, I shouldn't say we, I talk about memes too much um, in a podcast. But what was hilarious was Barstool Hawkeyes tweeted that meme. We talked about this last episode. And it's just a current cycle of I get my hopes up, I get disappointed, I start to believe again, and then I get my hopes up. You know, uh, well, actually, I'm rereading this meme. He, he, he didn't really make it that great. But Patrick McCaffrey responded to it. Y'all know how stupid this is. 12 and 8 in conference, 22 wins, potential Big 12 player of the year, loses by two points on the road to a team that just won the Big 10. He tweeted that right before the Big Ten tournament. So very ironically, they go and they win the Big Ten tournament. Back to, I get my hopes up again. And then right when you start to believe, boom, you get disappointed with the Richmond first round bounce. And it's just hilarious. It's, it's literally just so funny that Patrick McCaffrey thought it was a good idea to first of all, reply to that tweet. Not that he was necessarily wrong. Like, I mean, I think Bryce is fair in the sense that like, you should be happy with these you know, wins that you're taking throughout the season, especially uh, based on the initial expectation, which is why we say we're playing with house money as Iowa State fans. But it's just so, it's just even funnier that in the end, a barstool account was more right than, um, than, than a college athlete, you know, talking shit to his own fan base on Twitter. I, I just, it's so funny to me. I, I, I love it when Hawkeye fans beef with Hawkeye fans. Like, it's just so funny. It's also very funny that, Fran McCaffrey still has never been to a Sweet 16. And the last time I was in Sweet 16 was before Y2K. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what did you say before the flip phone had invented the camera? Or the camera phone had been invented. <laughs> like no one yeah. has taken a picture on their phone that has said Iowa has made it to a Sweet 16. <laughs> like, That's, that is great. <laughs> Not That's even so like funny. the world's worst photo, like the world's shittiest camera phone you can imagine where it's like seven pixels. Couldn't even do it with that. So um, if you look up the world's first camera phone too, it looks ancient. Like it. Yes. It's yeah. ancient. So, um, I mean, Bohannon is about to go work for Stryker. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It was. It was a perfect start to the weekend because like, obviously they played on Thursday. 
and we've had like the last game every time, which is annoying. We have the last game again for the sweet 16 round, which is very fucking annoying. Um, but it, it was just like, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm content with this weekend. Like, e- even if we hypothetically lose to LSU, like Iowa did worse than us, had way higher expectations. And it's pretty fucking funny that they got bounced and they were the first like upset of the tournament. And especially because people were like, like the thing is, is like people were buying into the hype, like listening to like podcasts and like people talk like, I think Iowa can make a run. Like this, this side looks kind of weak and it's like, Oh yeah. And then, and then Richmond goes and gets spanked the next round by Providence too. Like it wasn't even like a, Oh yeah. yeah Richmond came to play to the tournament. They got slaughtered by Providence a day later. And it's like, Oh man. Just, like if that's just gotta be hard to digest. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, and, and Colin I, Coward, yeah. like as much <laughs> as I like hate, but love that guy, you know, apparently the fake idea of college football Hawkeye football. It's also the fake idea of college basketball, Iowa hoops. I, I love how he tagged him. He's like, I need Very you guys funny. to see this. Mm-hmm. Very funny. I, I love how petty he is. You know, just always, always make sure that everyone knows that he's right. And just a reminder, Iowa State beat this team by 20 points. Iowa State. And we saw all the struggles that Iowa State had throughout the season. Iowa State beat them by 20 points. They also got swept by Illinois. And lost to a 12 season attorney. So, like, why are we that surprised? They were the trendy pick going into the tournament. I hated to acknowledge that, but they were because they were hot. And it was just, oh, so great. TJ has more Sweet 16 appearances in one year with Iowa State than Fran has had his entire career. He's never had it with the other schools that he coached, which I, I'm blanking on their names right now. But like, Sienna. He's never made a Sweet 16 appearance. Sienna, thank you. Yes, yes. Mm. Very good, very good. Um, really enjoyed that. Actually, so. has Sienna made the Sweet 16 since McCaffrey left? Hey, maybe. I don't know. Let me see. Let me get on the little computer guy here. Little computer guy. Little computer the computer guy. guy. All right, where are you at, Wikipedia? Sienna Saints, men's basketball. When did he leave? Uh, it doesn't look like it. So, all right. Well, well, there goes that joke. Yeah, that would have been funny, but that would have been funny. Um, before I dive into a personal fire fest, a personal hell that I experienced earlier today, uh, who do you ha- who do you like to win it all, or who do you like for the final four? Because right now I'm um I, I'm broken, I'm broken. I have no idea who it is. Um, I I would love Texas Tech if they were not playing Duke this next game. Agreed. They're getting Duke's going to get every call in that game. It, it, it's the Coach K farewell tour. I I think. And I don't think Gonzaga's look good. So I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna take Duke from that region. I really love UCLA um, from the other region. I love UCLA. I had UCLA I going into UCLA. it. I had them beating Baylor this week, not North Carolina, obviously. Um, I haven't watched much of the South region at all. The I have I don't think I've seen Arizona, Houston, Michigan, or Villanova. I've I've seen Michigan play, but I haven't seen the other three play. Um, so I guess I'll just say Arizona, um, maybe Villanova. I, I don't know. Jay Wright, just, they just win. They, they shoot free throws. They close out games. And then I'm from thinking Houston's uh, going to upset Arizona. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt, but no, you're good. I, I thought um, Houston looked so good. Midwest, you know, I love Iowa State. I love them. So I'm going to have my prediction be wrong, but I'm going to say Kansas because it's gross. And um, But the other thing is, is hey – it's hard to beat a team three times. And we play KU it is. close twice. I'm not trying to assume anything against Providence. I'm not trying to disrespect Providence at all on this. I do think they're probably the weakest four seed um, in the in the tournament heading into it. But if we get Kansas again, you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah. So that's that's where it is. I got UCLA winning it all. Uh, that's that's my that's my original bracket submission. I have to ride with it. I actually had a UCLA Kansas championship in my my one bracket I'm doing for money, and that's still alive. So we'll we'll hold it to that. What about you? 
I have no clue. I think Purdue is going to bounce St. Peter's. I think Purdue is probably going to snake their way into the final four. I hope not. I don't want Purdue to make it um, just because I've been against the Big Ten all season. But I think they're the only team in the Big Ten that I've ever had any sort of confidence in because on their best day, they might be the best team in the in the tournament. Arizona's up for contention there. Um, and honestly, dude, Kansas, I, I mean, Kansas – They've been looking really good lately. So I have Kansas coming out of the Midwest. I have Houston coming out of the South, just because I don't think Arizona has been able to put it together. Like, I don't, I I haven't, I just, I haven't seen that out of them. And I don't think that they will. Um, So I have Houston coming out of the South in the final four. That's a little bit of a bold take. And I'm going to disagree. I want Nova. I I could really see Nova. I, I just Nova. I can't see Michigan beating Villanova. I really can't. Um, Gonzaga, I. Uh, it's just the whole good. placebo effect. They do, but like no, they're they have noticeably worse than last year. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you said they look good. I mean, they're, I mean, they're a good they, team. They got they got they had a close game with their 16 seed for like 30 ish plus minutes, and then exactly. I mean Memphis gave them a good run too. It's and like they haven't played anyone good yet, and they're. They're kind of scraping by. So I don't know. Like, I mean, with Gonzaga, like Drew Timmy's their best player. You know, last year he was like their second best player. He's more of like a compliment to their offense, but now he's kind of having to carry this team. And that's that's when I think everything's gonna go awry. It's kind of like when Bohannon, you know, is your leading scorer in the game, you're not gonna win that game. So if Drew Timmy is your best player, sure, you can win some games, you can rack up some points but I don't think he's going to lead you to the promised land. So I don't trust Gonzaga. And I, I didn't going into the tournament and I'm going to zig while I use zag. I'm going to have Texas tech coming out of the West. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think they're too strong of a defensive matchup against Duke. I think that's a very fair um, take that I think coach K might get all the calls uh, with this stupid farewell tour that we don't need to that's get what into. I'm saying, dude, you um, cannot doubt the NCAA and refs like, Texas Tech has yeah. to be 10 points better than Duke when they play. Yeah. They, they legitimately have to be. It's it's like playing at Kansas at Lawrence. You got to be fucking at least seven points better than Kansas or more because you know you're not getting that call or multiple calls or any call, basically. So you better bring your fucking A plus game. And I just, I don't That's know. That's the thing, though. I, I love Texas Tech. I, I do. Like, I've been I've been pro Texas Tech this entire time. I've said that I think that mm-hmm. they're one of the toughest outs. They play amazing defense. They make you work for all their shit. I respect the hell out of them. But I just I think that it's like they'll get in foul trouble early. They won't be able to be as aggressive and let their defense carry them. And then the you know Duke's gonna just get weasel their way to a bunch of free throws and 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 probably win. So that Coach K can go to the Elite Eight at least. So annoying. Well, my official final four is Texas Tech out of the West. Um, I got Purdue coming out of the East. I hate picking Purdue because they are so unreliable, but I can't see North Carolina, UCLA, or St. Peter's making the final four ahead of them. Very chalky of me, I know. I got Houston beating Arizona because I just don't think Arizona has put it all together. And then I could see Houston bouncing Michigan. If Houston plays Michigan, they're, they're killing them, but I can't see Michigan beating Villanova. So I'm not really sure who I have winning that game, but I'm just going to go with Houston just for the sake of not being super chalky in Kansas. So my final four Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Texas tech, kind of a boring final four. Nah. Could be worse. Kind of chalky. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, this is when, you know, Cinderella stories kind of go to the wayside uh, after the Sweet 16. It's like 15 seeds never won a a game in past Sweet 16. So, yeah, Purdue's probably a good pick there um, on that one. But you have a story for us. I do. I do. So this just happened today. Um, (laughs) You know how you can change, like, your iCloud name on your phone so it would say like Mason Magruder's iPhone or some something like that. So I think it was freshman or sophomore year in college. One of my best buddies went into my phone and changed my iPhone name to something that was really funny. It was really funny at the time. Do you want to guess what it was? You're not going to be able to guess it. It had something with the word penis in it. Ah yeah. That's a good guess. 
Big Cock Mega Lord Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Which is only two thirds true. Um, I'll let you guess which one is false. But yeah, so that was my name in my phone. And for the longest time, that was before I knew how to like change it. But ever since then, I, I, I figured it out and I changed it ju- just to Mason Magruder's iPhone, right? Um, every now and then I'll see it pop up like on a new device that I'll, you know, sign into. So when I first got my AirPods, it said Big Cock Mega Lord Dragon Slayer's AirPods. I'm like, that's kind of funny, but I, I can't have this. Like, what if it pops up at the wrong time? Well, today was the day. So we had a meeting for work. And my Zoom wasn't working on my iPad. And I I kept trying to refresh my iPad and everything. I think you guys know where this is going. So I'm like, screw this. I'm just going to open it up on my phone. So I opened it up on my phone and I was on for probably 30 seconds with my boss and one other coworker until I saw my name as Big Cock Megalore Dragon Slayer. Thank goodness my video wasn't on. So they probably didn't know who it was. So I immediately logged out, left the meeting and just made it work on my iPad, like closed all my applications, reopened it on my iPad and finally worked. Um, and it was the like most sincere form of panic I think I've ever had with work. And I thought to myself, if my boss calls me out on it, he's a cool enough guy. I probably just have to be honest with him. Um, it didn't get to that point. I don't think anyone noticed, but that was my personal hell. And to like right now, like telling the story, like I, I feel very uncomfortable about it. Like I just... Like, what would have happened? How do I explain my way out of that? Like, you you can't. You've just got to own it, right? You do. You just have to wear <sighs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my little personal hell today. I just had to tell you that. Well, nothing Iowa that. State related. Nothing Aside from the fact related. that it happened when I went to Iowa State. So I guess there you go. There's some Iowa State related. I mean, our, our entire podcast doesn't have to just be Iowa State related. We will have an off season at some point, which we'll have to come up with some content here, I guess. Yeah. Which hopefully not for a while. Hopefully not for a while. At least like two more weekends. That'd be nice. At least not two more weekends. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last thing before we close out, Iowa State had their pro day. Everyone looked great. Purdy was throwing great deep balls, kind of debunking the myth that he can't throw it. I know he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but he certainly can throw it. Brees Hall ran another four three nine, proving that he's as fast as advertised. But holy shit, did you see Jake Hummel show out? Let me read this off to you. His forty yard dash was a four four nine. His three cone drill was a six eight three. His vertical was a thirty seven. This is a middle linebacker, dude. His broad jump was the ten six. You do not need to jump ten feet in the broad jump as a linebacker. And his bench press is 21 reps. I think mostly what you're looking for there is just, um, you know, getting about 20 reps or more as a linebacker. But holy shit, dude. I went to my, my alma mater high school. I knew that he was a really great athlete. I mean, he put up some records like in the weight room, but I did not know he was as fast as he was or could jump as high as he can. So that dude is going to skyrocket up someone's draft board. I don't think he was, you know, predicted to be drafted. I still don't know if that's enough to be drafted, but that's certainly enough for a team to take a good look at him and for him to get a really good shot in the NFL. So I just, I had to give Jay Kamal a shout out. That was what, what a monster performance. Like that is, there's always someone out of Iowa state pro day, you know, who comes out on top. Josh Lenz was that guy about, you know, a decade ago, Ken Nuwangu was that guy a couple of years ago. So it's just, it's just so much fun to, to watch these results trickle in. I'm excited for the draft, man. It's going to be a blast. You're going to have, you hear Iowa State multiple times, which has not happened a lot. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. You might hear Iowa State in the first round. Might. You might. Might. Did you hear that the Chiefs are looking at him? I guess. You need a new playmaker. Got to replace Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I I honestly don't know about, enough about Clyde Edwards alert to know if he's much of a receiving threat, but I could promise you that Brees is probably a better receiving threat than Clyde Edwards and Clyde Edwards Alaire. I don't know. Mahomes doesn't like to check down either, but that's whatever. That's a scheme thing. Well, we can get in that. He later. might need to more because he doesn't have the downhill threat with Tyree kill. So this is true. I don't know. This, this off season has been the most interesting NFL off season. I think I've ever seen. No, actually, Without a yeah. doubt, it's the most yeah. interesting offseason ever. Matt Ryan, the Colts saved face. Literally, that was the only option that they could have done that would have made them a better team. And, and I kept thinking to myself, 
you know, Wentz year two, I don't like Wentz either. I don't, but Wentz year two would be better than most every other realistic trade that we could have made aside from Derek Carr, which I didn't think was realistic. And aside from Matt Ryan, which I didn't think was realistic because the Falcons have been stubborn with him the past two years. And also they know that Matt Ryan's not the problem with the Falcons. So I don't know. Ballard pulled a bunny out of his hat, got Matt Ryan for a third round pick. What a steal. And we're not even paying his full contract. So as a Colts fan, I'm back to being happy. Um, I know all of you cared about my situation there and just want you guys to know I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Hey, congrats on another wild card weekend loss. That'd be really fun. Hey, congrats on probably not even making the playoffs, Mr. Devontae Adam in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's not going to happen. The division's way too bad for them to not make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, but I had to get that mark in there because it's true. It will happen. I, I'll be, I'd be shocked if it doesn't. It happens every year with you guys. So, ever since payment. I mean, it's because, dude, the AFC is loaded. That's like, true too. You guys aren't actually going to make it in my bad. <laughs> no, that's like, honestly a very fair point. Like I, I saw, I think it was fan duel posted something that oh, man, what was it? But basically the Broncos, the Raiders, the chiefs, the chargers. And what was the other division? Um, oh shit. I've seen totally North probably with the Ravens and the Browns with Deshaun. Watson. Yes. Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and uh, the Bengals. And this oh, yeah, was my bold Bengals. prediction. I never said it. I never said it on the air, but um, at least three of those teams won't make the playoffs. At least three. So out of those eight teams, who are you predicting won't make the playoffs? The you want Steelers. me to? I, I've thought about this. Steelers is a guarantee. I I would think the Raiders. Baltimore. Everyone's sleeping on. I agree. I think I think the Raiders were a little bit of fool's gold this past year. They kind of I don't want to say they lucked into it. They willed their way into the and I'm gonna say they the totally earned it. I just don't like the Chargers either, but Chargers are reliable. I don't I don't I don't particularly think Nathaniel Hackett is I don't know. I, I think he might have gotten a head coaching job just due to proxy of of working with Aaron Rodgers. Like before that, he was on the Jaguars mm-hmm. and like trying to coach like Blake Bortles and so I, I don't know. It's like, it could uh, be the Mike and, 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 and Ross, we don't know. Like, I don't, I, like, I hate to be the one to like jump on someone before they're like, you know, I don't know. Like, cause you always look, you can always look silly, but like Russ is kind of like the, the Seahawks haven't won that much the last couple of years. And I mean, no. I wouldn't say that his offensive situation is, is like, terribly improved going from Seattle to, to the Broncos, like their defense should be a little bit better, but you're also playing in a much harder division. So it's like, if he can offensive line is a huge improvement though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's also kind of like how Russ plays. He does hold on the ball a lot. He, he kind of like waits on stuff and that's, that's hard for linemen to also deal with, but we should also wrap up. We can have an, an, multiple NFL talk um, off season stuff, but I feel like uh, this one should probably stay. I'm going to give my bold prediction before we close out because <laughs> I need to have this. I need to have this somewhere. Okay. So out of those three teams, I think the Raiders and the Steelers are gone. Okay. I said this before all of the off season movements. I never said it on the air. I don't think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs. I know everyone's going to hate me for saying that. I know they're the fun and popular pick, but I thought it was interesting that they made it into playoffs. Like I'm not trying to discredit them, but I just think there's so much going on in that division. Um, and also just in the AFC in total. And I think that there, there's still enough flaws. They're so young enough that they could miss the playoffs. And we've seen it happen with Super Bowl hangovers. The Rams with Jared Goff didn't make it back to the playoffs the following year after the Super Bowl. It might've been two years after the Super Bowl. Don't quote me on that, but I know that they didn't either the year after or two years after. So my bold prediction is Bengals, um, Raiders, and uh, what did I say? Steelers. I don't think they're going to make it. And then the next one out would be the Browns because they're not going to get Deshaun Watson for that full season. They're probably going to lose just enough games to, keep them out of it too. So I, I think there's four teams out of those two divisions that won't make the playoffs. Um, I think those are my four guesses. Bold. I know, right? I will say the thing with the Bengals that always gets slept on a little bit is they won the division this last year, which means they have to face all the division winners 
in their conference this year. So it's three games that they have to face the chiefs, the bills and um, Titans. the Titans. That that's a big influence. Like it, it, it it, it, that makes a really big difference, especially when trying to win your division. I will say though that the AFC North has some pretty easy. They're they're like other divisions that they have to play this year. Is they get to play the NFC South, which besides the Buccaneers, everyone else is going to be dog shit in that division. Oh and then gosh. they get to play the AFC East, which I don't know how people feel about the Dolphins or the Patriots. I think they'll be really like five hundred teams, but then you you have the Bills and the Jets or the Jets. So. I do think that plays to the Bengals favor a little bit of like getting, you get to play the NFC South as your, your hard division, your NFC cross one. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion because like, it's going to be a dog fight regardless. Like the, the, the AFC North itself is going to be hard. Like all these teams, even this last year, were all above 500 for almost the entire year until you got right to the end. And like, there are no games that there are no free games in that division. So like, if you're not on, it's, it's, it's hard. And that's how the, the AFC West will probably be too. So. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you're right. We'll have to cut ourselves off there. Cause we need yeah, to save some yeah. content later on, but very fun off season so far. I'm excited to talk more about it with you. Um, Otherwise, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse if you are not going to make it to Chicago. Hurricanes versus the Cyclones in the Windy City. How, how awesome is that, right? That's just great. Um, but if you're unable to make it to Chicago, head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Watch March Madness, especially Iowa State there. And Newt is holding up a one finger, which we have to do a, a final score prediction. We, we didn't give a score on the Iowa State Miami. <sighs> The thing is, I Quick. don't know enough about that game. Okay. Um, final score. I think Iowa State's going to put up 70 on them. I think they're going to shock a lot of people. I think it's going to be 74-69 Iowa State. Brockington with 25 plus. I'm going to go 67-61 Iowa State. I think they hold Miami okay. to one of their lowest point totals of the year. I don't hate that. I don't hate it. I kind of said 69 just because I thought it'd be fun, right? I, yeah, I thought about going 69, but you already took the 69, so I, I couldn't, you know. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. Sorry. Right. Well, if you made it this far, roll clones. Roll clones, baby.